Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. There is evidently no bottom to the depths of meaning in Carrie Newcomer's music, nor is there any ceiling beyond which her songs can't reach. We've had her on Song of the Soul three times before in the previous nine years, and it was absolutely time to have her on again, considering the three CDs she's released since our last meeting. If you don't know Carrie, you want to. And if you do already know her, I'm wasting time that could be better spent listening to her and to her music. She shines light, raises up hope, and brings us home to that perfect center in our hearts, the place where the divine and our very best both reside. We're headed down to South Central Indiana to have another talk with a wonderful singer-songwriter and all-round delightful person, Carrie Newcomer. Carrie, how very wonderful to have you back for the fourth time for Song of the Soul. Carrie, how wonderful to have you back for the fourth time for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be back. You know, Northern Spirit Radio and Song of the Soul is not the only opportunity we have to hear you on the radio waves here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Public Radio has a program called Simply Folk. It just happens once a month. They have a request program. And once a month, they usually have Carrie Newcomer. Did you know that? I did not. And that's wonderful, especially a request program. Well, obviously, there's a lot of people who love your music for very good reasons. I don't know what you're up to now, 18 or something recording. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think about that's about right. When I interviewed you at the French General Conference gathering back in 2015, we were down in North Carolina, you shared your song, The Work of Our Hands. As part of the story behind that, you were doing some canning with some friends. You made the statement, in the Midwest, you have to can or they send you away. <laughs> so, Well, it's either canning or college basketball fan. You know, it's one of the two. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, I do a lot of canning. Oh, good for you. Yes. This year I did something like 50 pints of salsa in seven quarts, and I did 52 quarts of applesauce, and I wanted to have a kind of a, a can off with you. So what did you do this year? You know what? This year I did not can. Oh, my goodness. They're going to send you away. I know. It's the first year I have not canned in long, long years. But it just didn't line up. I was teaching some workshops out in the West, and I was just traveling at the parts of the summer where I usually do my canning with a community of women and myself. So good for you that you, you, you have a pantry full. Well, at least somewhat. We celebrated our 25th anniversary just a week or two ago. Part of it was I we cooked a lot of food that was part of it. I made my infamous wild rice acorn burgers because I learned how to cook with acorns. Mm. So it was really important because food at the table is part of what makes community happen. Yes. 
So it was real important to me to do an extra big load of it this year. But as you said, you don't have all that much time at home. You do get to tour. How much do you tour in a year? Some people are insane and do 200, 300 gigs per year. What's a caring newcomer norm for this time of life? It's changing for me, and I don't do the 200, 300. I mean, 300 is almost always on the road. And I do know people who have toured like that. And gosh, it's it's hard. It's It's very demanding. You know, after a new album comes out, my touring schedule will usually be more intense, more busy than on off years, anywhere between 80 and 100 dates, and then all the travel that goes in between that. That's a lot. That's immense. And I'm actually, this year I'm pulling back a little bit and creating more space in between tours and not taking quite as many shows because the last couple of years have been extremely busy, a lot of traveling. And like I said, I'm grateful. I love people. I love places. But it was time to kind of travel at the speed of my own soul for a little while. Are you an introvert or an extrovert on the Myers-Briggs? Do you know? I nosedive, swan dive out into introvert. My husband is really a, totally an extrovert, and you can see him with groups of people. He gets so much energy from just being with people. Just You can just see it. And even though I love people, it's not where I get my energy. I generally recharge in solitude. So being in a, an introvert in an extrovert's job, I've had to be very mindful of that over the years and make sure when I do get home that you know, turn off the telephone and go out in the woods and make sure that I'm actually recharging. So since I last spoke to you, which again was 2015, you've had a number of releases. You've had at least three CDs that have come out. The Beautiful Not Yet in 2016. Also in 2016, you had live at the Buskirk Chumley Theater with friends. And then you had the Point of Arrival. Which year did you release Point of Arrival? About six months ago in 2019. And yes, The Beautiful Not Yet was my last studio album. I didn't realize we hadn't talked about that one yet. Actually, in 2015, when I interviewed you, you shared two songs which came out on The Beautiful Not Yet, Lean In Toward the Light and You Can Do This Hard Thing. Both were part of that interview. So we, we released them first. I just want to let you know. It was you know, hot off the presses, that kind of thing. But in the meantime, you've been getting those kinds of songs out there more and more. Yeah, and you know, I have to say, these last two studio releases, The Beautiful Not Yet and The Point of Arrival, I really feel like they're the finest things I've ever put out there. And that's really wonderful to say, you know, with someone who has a trail of albums behind them. Not that I don't think that trail is invalid in any way. I, you know, when you have 18 albums trailing behind you, you have to be very comfortable with your growth being public. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, and, be all right with what came before and where you're heading now. But I really am very happy with the last two albums, the songs that are on them, and also the production of these two albums was really satisfying projects for me. You know what would probably satisfy our listeners for Song of the Soul is if you shared a bit of the music, what would you care to share? You could, again, choose from any of 18 albums, but maybe you want to share the freshest part of the rose. Yeah, let's do the title cut from The Point of Arrival, my most recent album. And what's The Point of Arrival? I mean, I, I know the song, of course, but 
have you finally arrived? I mean, that's the big question. We're always entering in, in, into another point of arrival. The song, The Point of Arrival, is about the overlapping nature of beginnings and endings, that we're always stepping up to our growing edge, that sometimes it takes a long while to finally get to the place where you can now begin. And so we begin The Point of Arrival by Carrie Newcomer. First it is a bitter pill A rubber band stretched till it snaps Sitting cross-legged on the floor My empty hands are in my lap What is to become of me? Here at my surrendering First we pulled in and opened out There is a faith that's only found a doubt Acceptance is the closing of a cycle The end that marks the point of arrival This is where I lay it down What I don't want to hold What can't be seen And living always in between First we pulled in And opened out There is a faith That's only found in doubt Acceptance is The closing of a cycle The end that marks the point of Arrival Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
title cut of Carrie Newcomer's 2019 release, The Point of Arrival. And all I can say to that, Carrie, is Alleluia. (laughs) (laughs) And I love your use of Alleluia in that song. And some people might say that's too religious, especially in an age where spiritual but not religious is a big thing. Are you risking going too religious by saying Alleluia? Well, you know, I've used Western spiritual language, traditional spiritual language from time to time. There's a spiritual current in my work because there's a spiritual current in my life. And so to censor that would be to be less than authentic about how I experience the world. And so I do use uh, spiritual language at times, but I'm really careful about it. And there is language that will close doors to people's hearts, like immediately. And then there's language that, you know, people leave their hearts open a little longer. And there's some really beautiful words that are used in traditional spiritual language that I claim from time to time. Hallelujah is a beautiful word, and it's a beautiful thought. And then also to use those words often in context where people are not expecting them. I have a song called Holy is the Day is Spent. And it's about all these little things that happen in the, in the course of a day. Little, ordinary, maybe things you might not even pay that much attention to that have this sacred quality to them. That a day can have a sacred quality to it. And to use that kind of language, no, I, I, I don't worry about it, but I do think about it. And I do it very deliberately and for a particular reason. That was the word. Sometimes when you look down at your hands that at one point felt so empty and now they are filled with hallelujah. That's what I wanted to say. Well, let's share some more of your work for Song of the Soul. Next up, what song would you care to share? How about a song called Learning to Sit with Not Knowing? Hmm. You are anti-American, aren't you? Aren't we supposed to be definitive, concise? You know, that's the highest thing in the United States, right? I'm a decisive person. Well, I think that it's really important, and it's been an important point of growth for me to be able to be more comfortable, to be with what I don't know. We do have a push in this culture, you know, to always be competent, to always know exactly where we're going and what we're doing. And I think that's a real disservice to how most human beings actually operate in the world, that there are a lot of times when it's after what was, but before what comes next. And, you know, it's a continuum, it's a journey. And being able to say, you know, right now, I'm here right now, and I'm going to pay attention to where I am right now and the imperatives of my soul and where it's calling me. But I'm just going to be here, even though I'm not sure exactly what that means quite yet. Learning to sit without knowing, Carrie Newcomer. Next, 
gift in my biscuits I kind of when it's a process I'm learning to live with what's next Here's a clear space that I've chosen Where the denseness of this world thoughtful gem from Carrie Newcomer, her website, carrienewcomer.com. Of course, the links on northernspiritradio.org, along with all of our guests for Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action, all the guests we've had since 2005 when we began these programs. So find those kind of links, more information. You can find my previous three interviews with Carrie Newcomer. You can find all kinds of stations across the United States. We're up over 40 at this point that carry our programs and all kinds of information, set lists. So please come to the site, 
post a comment and rate the programs when you come. And there's a donate button which can help make this program continue to exist because that's how we fund ourselves, not by corporations and not by government, but because you, the listener, want to make it continue. And remember to support especially those stations, the community radio stations that carry these kinds of programs to give you this extra spice of life that the mainstream media cuts out because it's beyond one deviation of the norm for the society. So please start by supporting those community radio stations and then make sure you listen to more of Carrie Newcomer's music. And there's some 18 albums out there. She just shared a song, Learning to Sit Without Knowing. It is from her latest release, Point of Arrival, just some six months ago. And as I was listening to that song, and I'm I'm thinking of that sitting without knowing, Carrie, I was thinking of clearness process. I'm thinking of meeting for worship in Quaker style. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of dis- I'm thinking of discernment and that kind of clearing so that we can hear answers that are beyond the ones that we've already got inculcated into our minds. Have you done Quaker clearness process at all? I mean, have you been on the committee or been, you know, like clearness for marriage or membership or a personal clearness committee, that kind of thing? Yeah, I have clearness for myself and sat on different clearness committees. I even taught clearness process when I was doing more work in, in colleges with vocation and vocational reflection. The Plum Line song, which again, is it's on the album, The Point of Arrival, from just released six months ago. I sense in this the kind of reaction to the turbulent political times that we live in right now. Has that sunk to the center of your heart there in the middle of Indiana? Has that been turbulenting you? If turbulenting is a verb, I don't know. I'm a poet. I'll go with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think everywhere I go in this country, that people are really feeling the weight of these times. That for so many of us across political spectrum are feeling like we're living in a time of gathering storm. And that, you know, what can one person do in these times? Yeah, that we're being called to be better people, kinder people, braver people, more authentic people. Yeah, that we're being called to being so much more. And also at the same time, called to cut through so much waves and waves of information we're getting every day. In this particular moment in time, we get information like a tsunami from every screen 24-7. And most of what we hear, most of the way that news gets to us now, it's commercial media, a lot of it, and it's based on fear. Be very afraid. It's based on division. It's based on conflict. It's based on what's salacious, what's scary, It does not spend much time on the best of what we can be as human beings. It really is 24-7 of the worst that we can be as human beings. So I think part of it, too, is sifting through that, being educated and making sure that you stay educated to what's going on. And at the same time, you know, saying that's enough and listening to not just that news without, but the news within that everywhere I go in this country, 
There are people who are reaching across all kinds of dividing lines, all kinds of divisions. They're doing it for the food bank. They're doing it for church. They're doing it for family or, or for love. They're, they're reaching across in all kinds of ways every single day. And there are people working very hard to make the world just a little kinder place. The best of who we are is happening every day all around us. And that's the news that we, we don't get. 24-7, kind of from every screen that we open up or look at. I think that's part of what I write about, is that encounter, that yes, there's a whole lot of trouble out there, and there's a whole lot of suffering going on. And at the same time, I have a song that was on the last album called Three Feet or So, that if we play a song from the last album, that might be a nice one. But the idea that I can't change the whole world, but I can change what's three feet around me which is a quote from wonderful author and colleague Greg Ellison, that the things that have saved us, the things that have always saved us are still here. Generosity. I mean, how many people do you know who are generous of spirit? Lots. <laughs> yeah, generous. You know, hospitality, which is an art form and an imperative. It's a spiritual practice, hospitality, to welcome the stranger. How many people do you know? Have the gift of hospitality, generosity, compassion, kindness. I am a traveling musician. I believe in the kindness of strangers. I could tell you one story after another how our default, our default is to being kind. And we long for that. There's something in us that expects that in the world. Good parenting, good grandparenting, a sense of humor, all these things these fine things about us are still here. They did not go away after the last election. They're still here and completely available to us, within us, between us, three feet around us. This is from Carrie Newcomer's release, 2016, The Beautiful Not Yet, Three Feet or So. When I'm weary, lost to say Overwhelmed or just fed up I say grace for what I had Most of the time that is enough We abide his skin and bones We're all the lost we've ever known What is gone is always near We're all the love that brought us here And the things that have saved us are still here to save us It's not out there somewhere It's right here, it's right here If I start by being kind Love usually follows right behind
We're body, skin, and bones. We're all the love we've ever known. When I don't know what is right, I hold it up into the light. Hold it up into the light. Hold it up into the light. We have the privilege of having Carrie Newcomer here today for Song of the Soul. Her song, Three Feet or So, is from The Beautiful Not Yet, released back in 2016. And it's only part of what you've released, by the way, since I spoke to you in 2015. There was the three albums I mentioned, but you also released your Sanctuary Songbook. And people, I really think you should check this out. Go to carrynewcomer.com and see the beautiful songs there. And one of the things I wanted to mention, Carrie, was that I called you, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something. There's a group of us here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I happen to live, who would like to have you come to concert. So we've been speaking with Mike Green about the possibility of that. Wonderful. But the real impetus for this came from the pastor, the interim pastor they had at Grace Lutheran Church, where the Quaker meeting I'm part of rents from. And he has performed several of your songs, including If Not Now and others, as part of Lutheran service. Oh, how wonderful. And he was just like, we've got to get her to town. We've got to get her here. So anyway, I, I am hoping to see you in person pretty soon. But the songbook, the Sanctuary Songbook, was so useful to him in terms of being able to convey your song. So thank you for putting out that resource. Oh, thank you. And Gary Walters, who I tour and travel with and collaborate with, he did some beautiful choral arrangements for that book, as well as we have piano kind of sheet music, some choral pieces arranged, and then kind of also an easy guitar versions so that at different levels of proficiency with instruments, people can still tap into the songs. Yeah, it was really fun to put that book. I've been meaning to do it for a long time. People had been asking for a long time. So it was real nice to put that out. I also came out with a book of poetry called The Beautiful Not Yet Poems and Essays that came out as a companion piece with my last album. What can we share next for your fourth Song of the Soul? How about a song that I wrote as a companion piece for a book that just came out by Quaker author Parker J. Palmer. It's called On the Brink of Everything, Grace, Gravity, and Getting Old. It's a wonderful, wonderful, very conversational book that he released last year. And I wrote The Brink of Everything as a response to some of the pieces he was giving me to read and the topics that we'd been talking about as he was writing the book. And yeah, it's a companion piece. There's three of my songs that are free downloads at a website that Parker and I have together called The Growing Edge, newcomerpalmer.com. Again, that's the Growing Edge Newcomer Palmer dot com, and there's three songs that are mentioned in the book and that he talks about that are free downloads, as well as you know a project that we've been doing together called the Growing Edge, that has a retreat and a spoken word and music program, an online conversation and podcast. So, so it's been a really wonderful collaborative time with just one of my favorite authors and artists and maybe people on the planet 
Parker Palmer. So The Brink of Everything is, is one of those companion songs. Last night I heard a wood thrush calling In the evening like they sing I saw you standing by the water Out on the brink of everything On the brink of everything Yeah, all the things that used to matter No, they don't mean so much today Toss the seeds and let them scatter The birds and wind take them away Till there is nothing in my way This has been too much and little The ache of it Stand together Here on the brink of everything Here on the brink of everything I can't see past this horizon No, I can't see what's waiting there I never sang cause I knew something I sang because it was a prayer The finest one that I could bear This has been too much and little The ache of it will rain But for now we'll stand together Here on the brink of everything Here on the brink of everything This body has been many things It's been rain and snow and earth and dust I've worked and worried, searched and hurried But now it's just forgiveness Now it's all forgiveness I'll walk with you as far as I can And all we love is all we'll take I'll send a postcard when I get there Just to say I got there safe Just to say I got there saved And I won't meet no choir of angels Just that old song you used to sing But for now we'll stand in wonder Here on the brink of everything Here on the brink
I'm so thankful for the testimony through song of Carrie Newcomer. Also the writings of Parker Palmer, who inspired that song, The Brink of Everything. And getting to have Parker here with us virtually through your music, Carrie, is just an extra treasure you add to our day. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Like I said, I so enjoy working with Parker. We've had several collaborative projects, and it's just an honor and delight to work with him. And uh, he's one of my dear, dear friends. He's one of the people, when you were sharing about your song, Learning to Sit with Not Knowing, I was thinking the clearness process that he, after his time at Pendle Hill and his work with clearness and and working beyond the, the kind of tiny Quaker bubble that it's easy to be lost in, he's been so instrumental in sharing with a wider world that kind of sitting, opening, and befriending across the differences that people try and cause in the world. You know, they want to get hurt us into narrow camps, and he's been so good at healing rifts and having people meet each other soul to soul. Absolutely, and he has something called a circles, a trust model that he created, first working with teachers and then working with wider and wider groups of people and being the founder of the Center for Courage and Renewal, which you know does retreats and experiences, much of it being based on his circles of trust model, which, you know, if you're familiar with Quaker clearness and those kinds of ideas that we were talking about earlier, really employ those kinds of personal, spiritual, and really practical methods to create safe space, to create a place where people can hear be heard into their own speech. So yeah, the workshop that we do together, The Growing Edge, A Journey into Hope, we work with music and poetry and we employ his circles of trust model. And all of his books, if your listeners don't have all of his books, should go out immediately and get them all. (laughs) I'm just saying. And you're absolutely right. One of his early ones was The Promise of Paradox. And I, I grew so much from that and just on and on. He's so much helping souls thrive in, as you said, practical ways. And people don't often think of spirituality and practicality in the same ways, but I find it very Mm -hmm. much for me. As a matter of fact, I'm just getting ready to interview a woman over in England, Jennifer Cavanaugh's Quaker, and her latest book is called Practical Mystics. And it's like, yes! Well, yeah, you know, there is. Ah, the presence of, of that greater spirit in the most practical and ordinary of days, you know, and I believe that and I experienced that and it shows up in my writing and in my music. I was talking with Parker about the concept of hope and I write about hope uh, and he does too, but I think both of us write about hope not as something that's gauzy or wishful thinking or positive thinking, that hope is actually pretty daily and personal and sometimes even a little gritty. That hope is, you know, you get up in the morning and you try again in your own way to make the world just a little kinder place. And the next day you get up in the morning and you do it again. And the next morning you get up and you have been disappointed and you still do it again. It's about hope as faithfulness, the faithfulness of hope, of living into it in a daily way. And it's risky. That hope is risky because if you hope like that, 
at some point, your heart will be broken. There's no way around it. And then you'll get up in the morning and you'll do it again. It's faithfulness. It's about love and that idea of what would love look like as public policy? What would hope look like as public policy? You know, what would it look like in my daily, every conversation, every interaction? What does love look like in every interaction? What does hope look like in every interaction? So there's a song called Impossible on this album. And Parker and I were talking about hope. And he had this great definition that I just love. He said that hope is holding in creative tension everything that is with everything that could and should be. And each day taking some action to narrow the distance between the two. Hope is action. And that's what the song really is, is about, about those daily actions that we take. And, you know, in a time when we are being called to be better people than we thought we'd need to be, when we're living in troubled times, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. There are a lot of sorrows out there. And if you're sensitive at all to what's happening in the world, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And that's when it's so important to take it back to human size. You know, at least for myself, it's like, what can I do each day in my daily actions that narrows the distance between the two? That's all I have to do today. That's my job today. Where can I be love in action? And how can I express that throughout my daily life uh, with the people that I come in contact with three feet around me? You know, that's my job. That's what I can contribute to all of this. And that's doable. That's human size. That's doable. And it's faithful. And things, you know, the song Impossible, things are only impossible until they are not. Engineers say bumblebees can't fly. Their wings are too short and their bodies too wide. But their one goes wandering by. It happens all the time. There's just no way lightning could be born. They measured the clouds and it just can't but it cracks the sky and every thunderstorm It happens all the time It's impossible 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 Until it's From our grief and go on It happens all the time There's a lake that you cannot see across A way through the woods that I thought I'd lost Clearing out everything that it's time to toss It happens all the time It's impossible 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 Until it's But wait and see A 
miserable life Followed my heart against all advice And yes, I've fallen more than once or twice I'll follow anyway A golden moon pulls from our sleep And feels as close as our hands and feet The road's too hard and it's too damn steep We'll climb it anyway It's impossible 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 Until it's not daily action personified in the song impossible by carrie newcomer carrie newcomer.com is her site the links on northern spirit radio.org you'll find that and all of the other it's from one of 18 albums carrie's put out over these decades enriching our lives inspiring us and helping this world be a better place. Kind of, as you said, Carrie, with the quote from Parker, narrowing the distance so that what we could and should be gets closer to what is. It's just, oh, wow. And, and, and with your music, Impossible does that. But you know, the first time I heard the song, you know what I thought of? The Phantom Toll Booth. <laughs> Have you read the book? <laughs> It's been years. It's been a long time. But yeah, I get it. Do you remember in there, the, they go, he's going along and all these impossible things are happening. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the guy says, I've got one more thing to tell you, but I'll tell you later. He goes through all these impossible things. Gets He arrives at the end. And the guy gets there and he says, what was that last thing? And he says, well, what I've asked you to do is impossible. Yeah. Sometimes knowing that something's impossible is the biggest impediment to actually achieving it. Well, just because something is impossible doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying. And the song starts out with this that little quip about at some point some little silly study was done and that technically a bumblebee should not be able to fly. Right. <laughs> that aerodynamically a bumblebee, it's not going to happen, you know. And this is the shape of their wings. And there's all those little bumblebees and they're just all flying along going, yeah, right. Watch me. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good thing they can't read, isn't it? <laughs> right. And there's a little tongue in cheek uh, in the song that way too. It's like, you know, sometimes people call it impossible, but it's really not. You know, there's impossible things happening all the time. Mysteriously, joyously, interestingly. I have another song called You Can Do This Hard Thing that I say in the song that an impossible just takes a little more time. I think these are good things to place before myself, that they're only impossible until they are not. You were speaking earlier, Carrie, and we need to wrap things up because, you know, the broadcast time of 55 minutes, we can only fit in a certain amount of music. But I still want to remind people they can go to com, find all of this music. And as you said, Carrie, there's a few free songs they can download as well. So you said uh, perhaps the plumb line would be the song we'd care to share or, you know, has your muse carried you elsewhere? (laughs) 
You know, because we talked about a similar uh, spirit between the plumb line and Three Feet or so, and the course of this conversation, there's another song on the new album called Writing a Better Storyline. And it's a song about deciding that at some point we get to choose, you know, what stories are life-giving and what stories have lost all usefulness. You know, what stories are we choosing to tell ourselves individually and as a community? And if it's not life-giving, if it has no value anymore in our lives, or it's only a negative value, we can write another one. We can do the impossible. We can write our own story and write it in a new way. That sounds like a perfect way to end this song of the soul visit with Carrie Newcomer. I do hope, Carrie, that this is not the end of our storyline. I'd love to have you and Parker back together to share about the growing edge. It seems this growing edge never stops, and I love being witness to it in your music. And this fact that we're ending with a song called Writing a Better Storyline seems exactly the way that it should be coming to fruition. Well, thank you so much. It's been great having a conversation with you. Thank you for all your thoughtful questions and, and you know, this wonderful program that you're putting out into the world. It's hopeful. Thanks. So we end today's Song of the Soul with Carrie Newcomer with her song, Writing a Better Storyline. Remember, NordenSpiritRadio.org. You'll find links to all of my interviews with Carrie. CarrieNewcomer.com is her site. Get all of her music. Play it endlessly. <laughs> we will have a better storyline for our lives. Thanks again, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We will see you next week for Song of the Soul writing a better storyline. Engineers say bumblebees can't fly, their wings are too short and their bodies too wide. Their one goes wandering by, it happens all the time. There's just no way lightning could be born, they measure the clouds and it just can't form, but it cracks the sky and every thunderstorm. It happens all the time. It's impossible, 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 until it's From our grief and go on It happens all the time There's a lake that you cannot see across A way through the woods that I thought I'd lost Clearing out everything that it's time to toss It happens all the time It's impossible 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 Until it's But wait and see
possible life Followed my heart against all advice And yes, I've fallen more than once or twice I'll follow anyway A golden moon pulls from our sleep And feels as close as our hands and feet The road's too hard and it's too damn steep We'll climb it anyway It's impossible 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 Until it's The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.